Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. My name is Dino and I'm a Slovenian journalist working with Euronet Plus and we're bringing you yet another episode of Europe is Us, a podcast made for youth by youth. Today's topic, Erasmus Plus, and today's guest is Anne Damiani from France, who is going to tell us more about her experience from the Erasmus Plus exchange in Germany quite a few years ago, but she still is in contact with lots of people from way back then. And Anne, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Tell us more about yourself and yourself through the perspective of your Erasmus. Tell us more about yourself and yourself through the perspective of the Erasmus Plus exchange. Okay, uh, so um, so I'm uh, Anne Damiani. I'm French, but I live in Belgium. I'm uh, 30 years old now. <laughs> um, and so I did my Erasmus uh, during my bach- bachelor year uh, when I was studying journalism. So it was an exchange between um, the University of Tours in France and the Deutsche Universität in uh, the Dortmund Universität. Um, and um, so it was in 2015, 2016, so uh, eight years ago now. <laughs> Feels like it was not that long ago. <laughs> um, and what about, so I always knew that I wanted to do some university exchange or something because I wanted to go abroad and discover new countries, new cultures, and I needed some structure so I couldn't couldn't have go there and just, you know, backpacking Western Europe. I'm not that brave. <laughs> and also, yeah, I, uh, I needed some structure. So I thought that uh, university exchange would be the right path for me, the right choice. Um, and also I wanted to improve my German. Um, and so Germany was the reasonable choice. Uh, in the beginning, I want, didn't want to go to Germany because, um, I mean, when I was like 18, 19, because I thought that my German wasn't good enough. But then uh, in before I started journalism, I was uh, studying economics and someone came back from uh, Germany, from uh, an Erasmus year in Germany. And then I thought, okay, so they say that it's, <laughs> I can do it. And maybe that will be my opportunity to, to do something else and to improve Germ- my German and also, yeah, maybe it's because Germany is not that, sadly, it's, it's underrated. So I thought, okay, let's do something a bit different and not go to, to the UK or Ireland or Nordic countries for my English. And I wasn't speaking Spanish. So to me, it was, it made no sense to to go to Spain, for instance, even if it's a really popular uh, destination for Erasmus, I think. So yeah, Germany was, that's how I came to Germany. And then, um, then yeah, I was when I was doing journalism, I had this opportunity to go to Dortmund. Um, my sister didn't do an Erasmus, but she did, um, I don't know how to say it in English. 
But you know, when you stop studying for a year to go work for uh, a company, and it was in the same region as uh, as Dortmund, uh, NRV, so Nordrhein-Westfalen. And so I knew a bit the region. I know that it was not too far from home either. So because the other exchange was Magdeburg, and I don't know, I didn't have a, yeah, I mean, it would have been Germany in any case, but, you know, <laughs> maybe Dortmund was a bit more international. So it was a, one of the, oldest exchange between my university and another university so you know it was it was not a new process i i knew that it was a safe thing and that i was going to something that was known and um that would offer me a good experience and it did um i was really happy with um what i've learned there um because i what I really liked is that I was really with Germans in, in class and it was really practical because journalism is practical. So I could choose between TV, radio uh, and written uh, journalism. So I decided to go for um, video because I thought since my German is not <laughs> perfect, at least I can film. <laughs> and um, so it was like rational <laughs> choice. But a good one because um, because it it helped me um, because they had their their own uh, TV channel, so it was like a box of experimentation box. You know, you can do whatever you want and test everything, anything that comes to your mind, and that's what I did. And also seeing how uh, German learn journalism, it was yeah different from what I was learning in France. So a different approach also helped me. Uh, grow as a journalist and you know thinking of okay maybe I can see it like this or like this um, yeah and also the the non-studying part of, of Erasmus is definitely one of the best thing not only because it's fun and you can party a lot <laughs> but also because you have the chance to meet people from all around Europe and even globally, because there were not only Erasmus students, but also students from a lot from Brazil, from the UK, from the US, um, some Koreans. So it was um, a big, big thing that, um, you know, it was like a big community because we were like really a lot. I think more than a hundred of, of uh, foreigners. And yeah, we were like a community. So that also was a good thing because I could work on my English and my German. So my German in class, my English with friends. And yeah, <laughs> so I could combine in, in considering English language wide, I, I could combine both. And yeah, I, I met people that year that are still in my life, that are, are still my friend. Um, one of them is getting married next year and I'm invited to the wedding um one is having a baby <laughs> soon and uh, so yeah i believe that a scripted story couldn't be as impressive as yours and but are you still in touch with your erasmus friends or do you only meet up at weddings for example yes um actually the <laughs> that's funny because one of the reasons that I live in Brussels right now and that I made my life in Brussels is also because I was in Erasmus, because 
One of my friends did uh, what we call in French VIE, so it's a partnership between the French state and uh, big uh, French companies that have, com you know, uh, companies uh, abroad, and she went to work in Brussels. So we visited her a few times, and when I say we, I mean we were a group, so we visited her. So she's French too, and and one of them also. Uh, settled in Brussels so she's Hungarian and she sent me the youth for region program application the link and that made me come to Brussels another time for uh during the for, for the program uh for, from the commission and then I thought okay maybe Brussels is actually what I needed from them <laughs> because after after my my Erasmus, I wanted to stay in Germany because I really felt like this expat thing. I needed this expat, expat thing. But for a few reasons, it didn't happen. And I went back to France. I started, a, I was a bit jobless. I worked a bit in Luxembourg. Then I was, I started studying again. I did a master. I'm really happy that I did this master because it helped me also grow again as a journalist and learn uh, other things. But yeah, this experience from Brussels made me realize that maybe Brussels was a good compromise for me because I knew that I didn't want to, because in France, a lot of journalism is in Paris and I lived in Paris. I didn't like it. I love it as a tourist, but not to live there. But Brussels is a good compromise because you have a lot of media and it's close to France, but not, but it's still outside. <laughs> it's still foreign country. And also this, um, uh, now I'm. I report on European policies, and you know it's because I benefited from one of the biggest European policies. I'm one of the best known, and and now I report on it. You know, so I can this um, international um, thing. I, I live it every day, so it's like I've <laughs> I have a big Erasmus. <laughs> again you know and that's my life now and yeah so those friends I still live in Brussels so we see each other really frequently so Moses I see them less but for instance there was um, um, a friend from Indonesia and so of course Indonesia is not next door so we cannot see each other really often <laughs> but she was in Brussels a few months ago and just for lunch, because that's the only slot that she had for free, we, we had lunch together and it was like we hadn't, I mean, like we've seen each other the day before. It was crazy. And yeah, I think that you have different type of, of, of friendships. People that will stay in your life, people that won't, but you keep them Maybe through social media now, it's easy to still keep, um, you know, news from people. And that's good like this also, you know, you cannot keep everyone in your life <laughs> that you meet, but you keep some and the most important one, I think. And now it's time to travel around a little bit to Portugal to hear from Pedro Dimas, who didn't have the best Erasmus Plus experience. He's 22 years old and he went to Florence, Italy with his Erasmus Plus exchange two years ago. He says that he should have had more support from his Italian university. And he also says that the grants for students aren't high enough. 
as, os, os papéis que todos nós temos que preencher são preenchidos cá, uh, ainda, na, portanto, em, neste caso em Portugal. Um, e existe uma. Infelizmente, eu senti que existia muito um, um desconhecimento total da burocracia que lá fora tem que ser feita. Eu não culpo a pessoa que está em carrego dos Erasmus na nossa faculdade. The papers we have to fill in are filled in here, still in Portugal, and unfortunately I felt a lot of ignorance about the bureaucracy I had to do abroad. I don't blame the person in charge of Erasmus at our faculty because poor thing, she has hundreds of students she has to send abroad and she can't know all the paperwork by heart. But I had papers that weren't filled in properly. It was only after I'd been there for almost a month without classes and with a lot of effort and many official requests for help from my faculty saying our student isn't doing well that the Erasmus office there replied and explained that I wasn't filling in the papers properly. I needed them especially to rent a house. My landlord would get into my head and message me because I needed my tax number. Without that you can't rent a house and among other things you can't get into university. Dá na cabeça, a mandar mensagens: olha, tens de me arranjar o número, o teu documento, o teu número de contribuinte, que em italiano é Códice Fiscal, um, porque sem isso não consegues alugar a casa, eu não consigo dar a entrada oficial da tua presença cá, um, e, e entre outras coisas, nomeadamente entrar na faculdade. On why would you say that exchange programs like Erasmus Plus are important for a young person, especially? How do they affect one? What's your take on this question? Um. Well, I think it's always good to to discover new things, either in your own country or uh, or abroad, because um, you know you <laughs> when you see what happens abroad, maybe you realize also what is. Because you know, in France, for instance, we we always complain about how France is the baddest France. We always go on strike and everything. It's not a cliche, sadly, <laughs> but it, but you know, we protest for a lot of things. But when you go to another country, then you realize that what you had at home is not that bad. And I think that um, makes you aware of what the world is and. You know that opens your mind to to other things. So yeah, probably it helps also work on uh, racism. I remember perfectly. Um, so we had German classes, and for foreigners, and uh, so most of us were from Europe. And the teacher was talking about Poland, which from Germany is just a neighbor country. And one guy from Africa, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his country, maybe Senegal or, he asked, well, where is Poland? And we all laughed because we thought that the question was stupid because Poland is a neighboring country. But then the teacher stopped us and said, okay, you're, you're all laughing, but can you name any country neighboring his uh, homeland? And we're all like, oh crap. That was stupid. <laughs> so that's one of the brightest examples that I have. That, uh, the, so yeah, when you travel, you meet different people and you get to see other mentalities, other cultures, and you know to have um, to make it um, to have more rel relativity in your life. You know. 
What impresses Evgentomak, a member of the European Parliament from Romania, the most about the Erasmus Plus program? Let's hear. It is a program that has enjoyed great success since it was launched 35 years ago. Today, more than 13 million participants have enjoyed the exchange of experience within this program. I am very glad that this program exists and is expanding because it offered many opportunities, especially to young Romanians after Romania entered the European Union, to strengthen their preparation for the future. There are thousands of young Romanians who have been able to study in various European universities. There are many teachers who have managed to do professional training based on this program, and it is proving to be a successful program. From Romania back to Belgium and Anne. Anne, I've got three more personal questions, very short ones. They do tend to be the toughest ones, though. What's your favorite memory? Oh. <laughs> yeah, tough one, but I think one of the funniest one is definitely um, uh, the carnival in, in Cologne. Because, um, so, you know, when I went to Germany, I had three goals. Going to Oktoberfest, going to uh, a Christmas markets and going to carnival because that's three big events from German culture that I wanted to, to live. And the, the most surprising one for me was the carnival because, uh, you know, as a French, um, you know, we have, we have, we're a Mediterranean culture, so it's really warm and everything, but German are not, <laughs> are a bit colder, I would say. So more Northern Europe uh, and I don't know if Eastern, but yeah, more, you know, like, so, and, but there in Cologne, people were all dressed up with different costumes. They were drinking beers and there was music, people dancing in the streets. And, you know, like it was just fun. And it's, so we were with Erasmus with Germ among Germans listening to Schlager music, but not only, also, yeah, German international music, all kinds of musics, and it was just, so it was cold, <laughs> because, of course, the carnival is in uh, February, generally, but uh, it was really a funny day. It was not rainy, and so we got lucky, it was, it was, the weather was nice, but it was cold, and, but yeah, partying in the street like this, it's, um, yeah, not what you think first when you think of Germany, but they have this part of their culture when they allow themselves to to party, and, and that that part is really fun. And what would you say is your worst fear? I'm mostly concerned about the rise of extreme right in Europe, uh, in Europe in general. Um, even so, I was talking about Germany. I know that uh, AfD is. Uh, coming uh, getting bigger and bigger um and we have the um, european elections coming up next year and those people those groups uh, parties they they use um they 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 don't show that europe's europe uh, policies can be uh, helpful to people 
I think I could take a guess what your biggest wish could be. But anyways, what is it? What's your biggest wish? I don't know. <laughs> well, not Marine Le Pen to become French president. <laughs> um, no, um, joke apart. Um, biggest wish is to keep um, to keep the freedom and the security that we have in Europe. Thank you very much, Anne, and thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava.